I get told all the time, Warwick, you're so lucky to be a key account manager. It is so much easier to sell to existing clients. And I'm here to tell you, it's not true. Listen, we're going to be busting some myths today in the Cam Club podcast. We're going to be talking about why selling to existing clients isn't as easy as you might think and ways to close more deals. So sit tight. I will be right back. Welcome to the Cam Club podcast, heroes. I'm your host, Warwick Brown, and I've made it my mission to help busy key account managers get results. Now, the idea for this episode around selling to existing clients and closing more deals came to me courtesy of Callum, who suggested this topic for the podcast. And if you want to suggest topics for the podcast, all you have to do is subscribe to the newsletter. So head on over to tkcpodcast.com slash newsletter. You'll get great tips every week. You won't miss an episode and you can suggest topics you would like me to cover. So how do you feel about selling to existing clients? Now, for me, for most of my career, it's something I've really struggled with and something, quite frankly, I've avoided. Why? Well, I don't know. I can't say for sure. It's probably some leftover trauma from a part-time telesales job I had. I used to work for Citibank a thousand years ago, and I used to just pick up the phone book, call strangers, and ask them if they wanted to buy a credit card, pick, you know, apply for a credit card. Worst job I ever had, not because of Citibank, but cold calling strangers to push credit cards just was not my thing. But you know, maybe I lack confidence, maybe I lack technique. There's probably a bunch of reasons why I have always found selling difficult. And it has taken me a very long time to get over the hurdle of asking my clients to buy more. But I've done it. And I'm going to share with you how I got over the hump. So here is my very best advice. First, you need to change your mindset. Now, I always felt like sales was trying to convince clients to buy something they didn't need or want. You know, that old selling ice to Eskimos expression. I, re- I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm like, what, what do they need this for? Shouldn't we be able to help them with the stuff that we offer them already? But when I started to look at sales as helping, that's it, just, just helping my clients, things changed. That's because everybody needs help, right? Every single person in this entire world could do with a little help. Our job in sales, business development, key account management, customer success, wherever you're at, is to find out what they need help with. That very minuscule, that simple mindset shift was so transformative to me, it took all the pressure out of selling. All I had to do was connect with the right people, ask the right questions, and find the right solutions. Now, they had the option to decline those solutions, but... That that process really made a big difference to me in terms of how I approach sales and getting more comfortable with it. Next, become a student. Sales is a very well-documented profession. There are thousands, I mean thousands of books, courses, podcasts, blogs, videos on every aspect of selling from lead generation to qualification to negotiation to closing to pricing, the works. There is nothing you can't learn about selling. So why figure it out for yourself if you can learn from the very best? Dedicate regular focus time to building that sales muscle. Now, certainly if you are in key account management, you are not selling every day. Sales is not the biggest part of your job. So it's imperative that you do educate yourself because you're not learning on the job like a traditional full-time salesperson who is you know, following their sales processes day in and day out. We don't have that same exposure, that same opportunity for experience. So I highly suggest that you do dedicate that regular time. Listen to podcasts on your commute or at the gym. You can read a book during your lunch hour. And listen, if you don't take a lunch hour, that's the first thing you need to change. 
For too long, I skipped lunch hours thinking, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, eating at my desk, wolfing down the food, not even chewing it. In my rush to get back to my inbox, I made a conscious effort to give myself an hour, and I usually use half an hour of that to eat and half an hour of that to listen to a podcast or to uh, study or take a course or read a book or do something. So reward yourself with your lunch hour. You deserve it. You work hard for it. Take it. My next tip is to be prepared with your message. Your clients are not actively looking to spend more money. In fact, quite the opposite. They're looking to save money. So you need to build a compelling and differentiated message that stands out from a sea of sameness. Your message should be important to your client's success. It should be convincing, especially for your key contact. I mean, what's in it for them? It should inspire change and it should lead them to buy. What is the upside opportunity or advantage they'll gain? You can't think of all this stuff on the fly, you know, or winging it. You really need to zone in on your message, your positioning, and your value proposition before you are going to have any chance of success in selling. The next tip is to know what you want. Now, remember, asking for what you want is not the same as asking for what you think you'll get or what the other side, your clients, won't mind giving you. Now, you can't get a precise result if you don't know exactly what you want. Don't beat around the bush. Last tip is to ask for the business. Now, anybody that's had an opportunity linger like a bad smell, you know, where you just keep changing the close dates over and over again, knows the purgatory it is to keep those opportunities alive forever and to answer those relentless questions from your boss for an update. Learn to close those deals as fast as you can. You want to get to know or yes, quickly. That means you've got to ask for the business. You need to get an official agreement from your clients to buy whatever it is you've pitched whether it's an upsell, a cross-sell, or a renewal, anything that involves revenue is going to ultimately lead to that final ask. You have to be comfortable saying, I want your business. Let's do this. Now, here are a couple of my favorite closing techniques to get to that point where they say yes. The option close, this is where you don't ask for the sale. You ask which option they prefer. So you're kind of making a few assumptions here. It might be a bit presumptuous, but this is going to get them to say yes or no. So you say, uh, would you like the monthly deal or would you like to sign up for an annual deal? Binary, two choices. That way they kind of, you're, you're moving them to a decision. That's the point of this option close. The if I, will you close? That's where you give your clients something they want in exchange for something in return. So you might say, well, look, if I waive this uh, after hours contact fee, will you sign today? Something like that. The takeaway close, you tell your client that you can remove features to save time, money, and hassle. People hate to lose things on their wish list. Now, I've used this to great effect. An example was when I was moving people. I had to get them to choose between a full-service account management model or a inbound telephone-based account management model. A lot of my clients were on the full-service, and it just wasn't sustainable. They were getting all the bells and whistles, and they weren't paying a penny for it. And they were just taking advantage. And I had tiny clients getting in-person quality reviews around the country. It was, it was too much. So I said to these clients, look, here's your options. You can have what you enjoy today, but it's going to come at a higher price. Or I can take away the in-person visits. I can take away the quarterly reviews. I can move you to a telephone-based, email-based contact center for your account management and reporting needs. Your choice. And honestly, for the most part, people wanted to keep the higher service model because that's what they were used to and they hated the idea of losing features. So this is a great tactic. It's worked very well for me in the past. And this can certainly get you the deal or it will at least flush out some of the objections. Now, I've got more closing techniques uh, in the show notes. There's something like 19 of them from a blog post from Sales Handy. So if you're struggling for ways to ask for the close, 
check out some of these techniques because it can really help you just, you know, get the client to, what's the expression, shit or get off the pan, you know, like make your decision, get them to move and, and get some momentum back into your deals. Now, for anybody who thinks it's a piece of cake to sell to existing clients, I'm here to tell you it is a lot harder than you think. And I've got a theory on why. So I'd love to get your thoughts and uh, yeah, tell me if you agree. It's because, in my mind, we as account managers feel and clients expect that they should have everything that they need from us to succeed. Why do they need to buy more? What's the point? Isn't what they have good enough? And in fact, isn't that the promise from sales? Leave your current supplier, leave your incumbent, come to us and we'll solve all of your problems. And oftentimes the sales lead does that at a cheaper rate than the current supplier and they waver and favor their way to a signature. And here's me, the little old key account manager, asking my clients to buy more and pay more when they were told the grass was so much greener if they come to us. But here's the rub. Things change over time. This is what you need to remember. The world of business is unpredictable, and as your clients grow or they react to volatile market cycles, their needs are going to evolve. Each change is an opportunity to strengthen your relationship, to help your clients anticipate and address new problems, and to find opportunities. So that's how I like to think about selling, and this is why I think it's difficult, because we have this underlying belief that we should be giving them everything they need. That's why they came to us in the first place. They were told they would have everything that they need. So always remember things change and that is your opportunity to bring new solutions to help your clients get better results faster. Now timing, as they say, is everything. And this is the other thing that I needed to start to embed in my whole approach to sales because I just, my boss would tell me, oh, sell more of this reporting. We've launched a new feature, go sell it. Thousand pounds, annual subscription, I need 10, 10 signatures by the end of the quarter. And then I just have to run out there and try to convince people to buy it. I didn't think about my messaging. I didn't think about why it mattered to my clients. And I didn't see that I had checked off some of the things that would make sure I had their trust and I had established my credibility and I understood their business because those need to happen first. No one's going to buy from you if you don't have those things in place. You are literally wasting your time if they don't trust you, if you don't have credibility and authority and you know nothing about their business. You're wasting your time going for the hard sell if you haven't ticked off these things first. So let me run through a few things you should ask yourself before you start pitching hard and trying to force sales through and, and really you know, go, go on that hard sell. This is what you need to think, right? I've got my value proposition. I want ready to pitch a solution to my clients. I know it's going to cost more. I've thought about my positioning. Before I have the conversation, before I start to dig deep into this opportunity, I'm going to ask myself this. I know the problems and opportunities facing my client. Check. I know something my client doesn't know about their business, because that's our job to, to get them to focus on new opportunities or challenges they're not aware of. Check. I have the capabilities to help my client execute their strategy, meaning you can make things happen. No point promising, over-promising and under-delivering. Check. I have achieved similar goals before and can do it again. Now, it doesn't mean you specifically. It means the business, other account managers, people in your team. But you need to know you've done this before, that you're not a your client is not a guinea pig for this idea or this project or this solution that you're pitching. Uh, and you have confidence you can deliver on the results that you're promising. So check. I have already delivered outstanding value, meaning the client already loves you. They can see the value of the partnership. You've already got wins on the board and you can point to the successes that you've already had. Gives them confidence. 
You can articulate what we do and how we do it. So you want to think about what the solution looks once it's implemented and what the outcome is and that you can express that clearly and succinctly to your clients and their stakeholders. And that you have a strong relationship with your key st- stakeholders. They've, they've interacted with me, meaning to and from, to and fro. They've asked questions, meaning they're engaged in the conversation. They've been responsive. I'm not chasing them for replies. They, they reply quickly to me when I ask them for stuff. And they've taken advice I've offered. So when you've made suggestions, when you've offered recommendations, they've listened, they've absorbed, and they've actually even implemented some of your advice. If you go through that checklist and you can answer all those questions, you're good as gold. Go for it. You are going to be able to sell like nobody's business. I absolutely promise you. Okay, got a couple more things to bring to your attention before we wrap up the episode. If you are active on LinkedIn, and if you're not, you should be. I've come across a great new tool offered by FilterPod. Each Monday, they compile a list of the 50 most followed LinkedIn hashtags, and you can add these hashtags to your posts to improve their visibility and reach. Now, in the show notes at tkcpodcast.com slash 004, you can find this widget, which has the 50 most followed hashtags. Bookmark that page, come back every Monday, see what's trending. Also, I've got a link to an article about what hashtags are and how and why you should use them as well, in case you're not using them right now. Favorite book, while we are on the topic of selling to existing clients, I can't recommend this book enough. It is literally one of my top 10 business books of all time. It's called The Expansion Sale for Must-Win Conversations to Keep and Grow Your Customers. It offers an easy, clear messaging framework for creating and delivering winning conversations to ensure renewals, to communicate price increases, to get your clients to upsell, to pay more. It's called the Why Change Message. And to apologize effectively because, hey, we all make mistakes. It's brilliant. Go for it. it it's a reasonably priced book. I think it's like $9.99 on Kindle, something like that. Uh, the link to that is in the show notes. And also, I mentioned in last podcast, I was reading Surrounded by Idiots by Thomas Erickson. I finished that book. I don't know. I'm going to give it maybe three stars. It was okay. It was very interesting to kind of get a bit of an in-depth look at personality types and also some details on how to react and interact with those personality types. The main thing that I got from the book was that we're all different. And actually, as account managers, you know, from my personal perspective, it's easier for us to change and adapt our behavior to get the best from others rather than to enforce our normal kind of coded behavior and try and ask everybody else to adapt. So that was the main message. Check it out if you're interested in that sort of personality type kind of content. It was interesting, but you could skip it. It wasn't, it wasn't compelling, you know, groundbreaking stuff. If you visit the show notes page, tkcpodcast.com slash 004, you'll find some other resources there that are useful to this topic. I have included the links to Sales Success Podcasts and books I like, like The Perfect Close and Snap Selling, uh, a free course on enterprise selling, and some other bits and pieces as well. So check that out. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, heroes. Let me leave you with this parting quote. You'll get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. From the brilliant, inspirational Zig Ziglar. If there's any topics you'd like me to cover, heroes, remember all you have to do is subscribe to the newsletter, tkcpodcast.com slash subscribe. And until next time, have a wonderful week and I will see you real soon. Bye for now.